All right, so last Sunday's sermon generated um, quite a bit of feedback, lots of various discussions on different aspects of that message, um, quite a bit more than I would have anticipated, but um, I, I kind of just need to follow up and add something. One point um, in particular was the suggestion that my, that my list here, if you will recall this, if you weren't here, I just encourage you to try to catch up on that sermon somehow. I won't try to do the whole thing this morning, but um, I proposed that Christians would do well to not attend a same-sex wedding, but may be possible if certain conditions are met. And the one that I didn't include, but should have, is similar to number four, and actually it's more like an expansion of number four. It's not enough to just tell the party getting married that your attendance is not to be interpreted as an endorsement, but everyone needs to know that. And a couple of people uh, talked to me about that. Everybody who is present at the wedding, those who know that you're planning to attend, and those who afterwards have learned that you attended, and so on and so on and so on. And so as to eliminate uh, this, so as to eliminate any confusion about what the Christian faith teaches. So most people know that churches have taken different positions on homosexuality and same-sex marriages, and so it isn't always clear to non-Christians and even to new Christians what the orthodox position is supposed to be or, or, or if there is even one. And so if you are known as someone who takes his faith seriously, serve as, a, as an example of what a Christian is to believe, well, your attendance at a same-sex wedding, even if you don't offer any visible signs of celebration, could still be interpreted as approval on some level. It's just hard to get around that, um, which would lead others to conclude that such unions are perfectly in line with, the, with what the Christian faith teaches. And, um, you know, that's bad enough, but it's also possible that someone, like a new Christian who's still kind of learning their way around, may feel the liberty to participate in that sin based at least in part on what they have observed from you. So I'm not sure if that would ever be the case, but I think we would all agree that one's attendance would certainly generate some um, unwelcomed confusion. So the only way to avoid that confusion is to not attend or to somehow let everyone, everyone, know that you don't approve, and this because God doesn't approve it. And the only reason that you are there is to avoid jeopardizing the relationship with your grandson, for instance, or something like that. So first problem, there isn't really a practical way to do that. I mean, what are you going to do? Ask for a moment to address the audience before the ceremony begins? Are you going to go on Facebook and outline your position? Are you going to submit an opinion piece to the local paper for, to print? The second problem is, as we can all see, whatever you do in this regard will only do more damage to that relationship than if you had just stayed home, far more. So for all practical purposes, the eight points I already had would be enough, as you see, to keep a Christian from attending. I mean, how could all those really be met? And um, uh, that itself is very restrictive. And now we add one more that makes it 100 times harder yet. So the bottom line really is this. It is difficult to envision any scenario where a Christian's attendance at a same-sex wedding uh, would not be interpreted as an approval of sexual immorality on some level, either by observers or even by heaven itself. And this is why we have those passages in the New Testament that exhort us to avoid every kind of evil because of situations like this. And even if we aren't sharing in that evil, our just being present can send a message that we don't want to send. 
Okay, so, clear? All right, thank you.